This podcast is for adults only, except for King Jong-un. You've been a very naughty boy. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Please don't kill me. <coughs> it contains sex, filth, and sexy filth. I don't think he could help himself. I'm sorry. Okay, I am Rob. I am... Who am I? Laura. <laughs> wow! Have you been drinking, Laura? Uh, only ginger beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll do it for her. Uh, hi, I'm Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. <laughs> right. I know. So, um, it's a bit chaotic this week. I don't know what you mean. Should we start off by quickly going through what happened last, last week? Because I know that... Rick's keen to get on with his chapter and we're all very keen to hear it as I'm oh, sure all the listeners at home are. Yes, a recap because obviously we've had that fun um, the fun game Yes, the last game week. Which proved very popular Yeah, yeah And I wouldn't do that for a Klondike bar <laughs> oh, Let's recap <laughs> Previously on We Write Sex G'day During a phone call uh, Natalia told Magnus that she was going to kill Daniel oh. later that night because he found an incriminating data stick that Natalia yeah. dropped. But, importantly, someone was listening at the door. Mm. Oh, who was that? Then the Russian went and tried to get intimate <coughs> with Rebecca Rantree in the showers. Oh, pissy pissy. Um, but <laughs> failed miserably. Uh, but Rebecca did reveal that she has custody of Tom, and Nicole and Miles' love child. Yeah. Mm, I wonder what happened there. Mm. Uh, then when Natalia was ready to sneak into the office to kill Daniel she was ambushed by the Godalming Dogging Society oh, big oh. up Godalming and thanks to Dick Felt's fox hunt <laughs> what the fox say? oh for fox sake Natalia's tragic past back in Russia came back to haunt her and she admitted to trying to kill Daniel and Faye but then Faye whipped off her kitten mask, revealing she was still alive and her death was some kind of ruse to trap Ooh. Natalia. Huzzah! Smoke and mirrors. Oh, that was the only Smoke thing that... and mirrors. Well, Smoke my mirror. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the only thing that um, Faye took off, wasn't it? Hey. Let's hope that she didn't take any more oh. off. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. Are you ready? So, yeah, we're going diving straight in at the deep end. Dive into the muff. <laughs> Is that the deep end? <laughs> What's there not to like, eh? It, oh, a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> There's the other end as well. What, the bum end? Yeah. yeah. I don't know which end you can get deeper in, but... <laughs> so... <laughs> Intriguing. I think it might be the bum one. <laughs> Surely both of them. Unless you've got a good I'm going to go with the other. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think depth. <laughs> depth. Like, if you're going in the lady. <laughs> Vagina. <laughs> yeah. The Gigi. Oval Office. Um, <clears throat> you can only get so far within, like, the wombscape. Yeah. Mm. But mm. then wouldn't it wouldn't be the same with the intestine. The well, <laughs> Essentially, you can go on for, like, I mean, how long is the large intestine? Like, 30 minutes? Yeah, but it doesn't have to go. <laughs> no, <laughs> we no, do no, it. I think it's, it's quite a straight. It's a part of the trick. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, someone can 
tell us what they think. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 10. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, we, 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 maybe we should explain to the listeners what the chapter title was called. Oh, oh, yes. I suppose you're about to reveal Well, it. yes. I mean, either way. But I just want to thank those that yeah, did write you. in and give yeah. us suggestions because they were very, very good. They were. But the actual chapter is... <gasps> chapter 10. The Missing Underwear. Ooh. I wonder who's got it. <clears throat> Should we place bets on who's the underwear is before we start? Because you will find out. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Emily. Oh. I think it's Rob's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I was missing my underwear this morning. Were you? Yeah. It wasn't me, I swear. Mm. Oh, there's a story about a hot tub and Mimi that I know about. Really? It might make a good story for the podcast. Oh. Oh, yes, I got wet in the hot tub. <laughs> That's not that surprising. <laughs> That's not the story, either. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone gets wet when you're in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> There's bubbles as well. So what is this story then? So many bubbles. <laughs> yeah, my underwear went missing. <laughs> In the hot tub? No. Oh. Yeah, the puppies. I <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> forgot about them. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I am so sorry about that. Well, they yes. stole your underwear. So Mimi came around the other day um, just for like a catch-up. We had lunch. <coughs> it was a nice day, so we yeah. went to the hot tub afterwards. Yeah. And... Um, Mimi had left her bag, like any sane person would, in fact, like you have, by the sofa. Um, I hadn't put like the puppy away in the kitchen. They just had the living room and the downstairs to play with. <laughs> and by the time we got back out, I could see her, like, not Mimi, <laughs> um, playing with something on the floor. And I was like, oh, what's that? I don't recognise that as a toy. And I went over to her and I was like, oh, God, it's your bra. I'm so sorry, Mimi, here's your bra. So Mimi went into the toilet to go and, like, dry and get changed. And I could see one of the other dogs in the bed, like, looking really sheepish. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I looked in there and I could see something black. And I was like, you've buried Mimi's knickers in the bed. I was like, Mimi, I've got your knickers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, Rick's got pervy dogs. So yeah. um, if you have a round and... And it was the girls. It wasn't Alfie. No, no, it was just it the girls. It was the girls. They have a thing for were my they, underwear. Um, were they all covered in slobber, though? I don't think so. I was wet anyway, so it didn't matter. Oh. <laughs> not, not as in mean slobber. No. It's been filthy. We haven't even started yet. Sorry. That's I'm a like, sexy I was feel for you. wet from the hot tub. Yes. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. Oh, I'm glad we've shared that with Lots everybody. Of, yeah, very entertaining. Chapter 10. The Missing Underwear. Okay. Shit. Focus. Breathe. Remember. Her eyes flick around. It's only a podcast, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't work out that was actually in the chat. Is, yeah, <laughs> so you calm yourself it, it, down. It starts with okay. Oh, is she doing her shit? <laughs> her eyes flick around, scanning the surroundings at the circle of doggers around her. Oh. 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 Shit. Okay. You know what to do. There's too much to risk. She took a deep breath and prepared herself. But it's Emily. You do, Andre. What? <laughs> no, I think it's Natalia. Oh. That was Natalia, and that was my best Russian. I didn't uh, hear what you said. You do, Andre. You do? I'm confused. Andre's not her brother, because he's dead. 
Do you want me to translate? Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming, Andre. Oh, <gasps> she's going to kill herself. Natalia started to fiddle with her wristwatch, <gasps> turning the outer dial on the watch face back and forth in the same fashion you would to operate a dial on a safe. The watch gently emitted a soft red glow and faded back out. <clears throat> a bomb. The cap on the crown of the watch opened and released a small capsule, which she ingested immediately. Mm. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> silent. <laughs> She's going to kill herself. <clears throat> like a cyanide pill. What an intense start. Oh my god. Well, no, because she's just been captured. And there's everyone else around her. Blackthorn, seeing Natalia putting something in her mouth, rushed towards her to restrain and prevent her from doing anything untoward. Good. It was too late. Oh. <laughs> she had swallowed. So how do you feel... You know she swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel if Natalia gets killed off by her own hand? Oh, I'm not that bothered. Oh. Um... She, last time she was a nasty piece of work anyway. I know, you wrote I know her. I wrote you wrote her. her. <laughs> I've got new favourites. Oh. Mei Ling and um, Lucy Williams. <laughs> and Rick's face seems to be suggesting he's going to ruin those. Natalia quickly lost consciousness. Blackthorn grabbed his phone and dialed 999 for an ambulance, but within seconds Natalia began to convulse and foam at the mouth. Before Blackthorn has even given the address of where they are to the operator... Natalia has become motionless. Oh, I think the fox just did it for her. <laughs> well, he puts the phone on loudspeaker and drops it to the floor and prepares to begin CPR. Oh no, he might die from the cyanide from her mouth. Whilst clearing her airway of froth and vomit, he sternly says to Natalia, "You're not dying on me today." He turns his head to face over his shoulder and shouts, "I need dick." <laughs> What? <laughs> Dick, Dick felt. felt. Knowing that Dick felt is a trained first aider. <laughs> Classic. Who doesn't need Dick? Oh, eh? Dick, what can't Dick do? <laughs> Dick is pretty amazing. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Dick just keeps popping up and Literally. making everyone happy. Oh. Oh. The fox unveiled himself and assisted Blackthorn with the CPR by taking it in turns to administer the compressions in an attempt to avoid fatigue setting in. Mm. Sirens could be heard in the offing, ricocheting through the alleyways of the networks of the buildings, which were atmospherically punctuated with the sound of thunder rumbling and bright flashes of lightning from an incoming storm. Wow. The sirens gradually intensified as help approached. A light rain began to fell, no, began to fall from the clouds. <laughs> Blackthorn covered Natalia with his coat to keep her dry and warm. The first responder arrived within a few minutes. After a very quick assessment, it is clear that Natalia is dead, despite their best efforts. She's gone. That's it. End of story. End of book. So, join us next time. Blackthorn, refusing to believe this, continues with his compressions, desperate not to let his best link to truly cracking and understanding the gravity of this case disintegrate. But he is pushed back by the paramedic. She's gone. I'm sorry, but there's nothing anyone can do to bring her back. Ooh, I wonder if the paramedics like someone evil as well who wants her dead. Mm. Yeah. Well, Stay away from her. I think it's quite instant when you t- take one of those capsules with cyanide in. It's a nice way to go, I suppose. Not does really. It I think it does. does I think it? it burns inside you. Isn't it the same as if you take load, a load of rat poisoning? I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not how we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they do say that it's quite a, a horrible way to die. It's instant, pretty much, but the pain is intense. 
Same with dr- drowning as well. I thought drowning was actually nice because you. Oh! <laughs> 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 yeah, but no. then you have like some kind of orgasm no. at the end. No. Yeah, <laughs> you do, you do. An orgasm. An orgasm. Yeah, it's, like the, it's like the same kind of feeling, mm. sensation as having an orgasm, apparently. Before you no, maybe it's like an auto-asphyxiation. It is a fixation because you're is that like taking the water. Yeah, why they do that, maybe. Maybe, but I just think that I'm sure that when they had the tsunami, that all the men had bonus. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, because their lungs. What paper do you read? Because I need to subscribe. Is this the Daily Express by any chance? Is it the Daily Sport by any chance? <laughs> oh, let's just investigate later. Or the yeah, sun. that's definitely Please. worth a Google. Yeah, I don't. I think drowning is a very painful way to die. It's just so, <laughs> so many people sadly perished. But now what I see is just lots of bonus. Do spies genuinely like? Are they given a cyanide pill? Is that a real thing? I think it like, does happen because they have a like in their capsule in like a ring sort of thing. You open it up and. And that's a real thing, it's not just for films. I don't know no. any spies. No. To I think it does happen. <laughs> and if you did, you couldn't say. Yeah. Yeah. At least they get a pill and not like a hammer to kill themselves. Oh, yeah, at least. With... That'd take a lot of work, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a gun would probably be more. Oh, yeah, there's that as well. <clears throat> the heavens begin to open, and Lorraine comes down hard on his face. Lorraine? <laughs> Lorraine? <laughs> Who's Lorraine? She's coming on his face. Lorraine. Oh, sorry, that's a um, that's for the courtesy of my office. Oh, Lorraine. Um, once the rain was coming down hard, and somebody thought someone said Lorraine <laughs> is coming down, down hard, hard on his uh, face. Oh. Yes. Blackthorn knelt by Natalia, bows his head as he accepts the reality of her passing. He looks up to the sky and bellows out an almighty no. Why me? <laughs> is it me? I don't know if this is intentional. Oh. Is the tense that you're using in your um, writing. writing changing back and forth? Probably. Um, I had noticed that I had gone from various different tenses in one sentence before. <laughs> I just tried my best to go through to correct it. But yeah, it's not. It's not all I'm sure it changed. Don't worry. No, it probably does. And it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It shouldn't be. I wouldn't worry about too much. It's all about the story. Okay. It's been a week since his birthday, and there hasn't been a single mention from anyone of having a party, or even any kind of acknowledgement that he's even had a birthday. Is this Blackfoot? No, we've moved on. We've moved on. Tom. Tom? Mm. Boom! Feeling dejected, wants to mark his 16th. (gasps) Oh, it's coming of age. He sees it as a step into adulthood. Finally, he is of an age where he can take charge of what has been a very disjointed life so far. He can't wait to become an independent man. Whilst Bethany had popped to the shops and Rebecca was at work, Tom took a crafty peek in the couple's bedroom to see if they had any X-rated DVDs. Mm. Perver. Well, well, I suppose he's 15. No, his parents is uh, Miles and uh, Nicole. Come on. True. He checked their bedside tables, and in Rebecca's top drawer... Black he f- dildo! ...he found a sexy pair... Oh. ...of lacy black French knickers. Ooh, very oh. nice. Without thinking, he quickly put them in mm. his pocket. That's weird when it's his foster, foster mum. Yeah, how long has he been there, though? Just a couple of months? It's not... Yeah. It's, mm. 
And they clearly don't get shit about him. They didn't know it was his birthday. (laughs) Well, yeah. He went... (laughs) It's like the dog, isn't it? Mimi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Selling your black lacy lacy knickers. (laughs) He went over to the wardrobe and slid open the mirrored door. Oh, is he going to put them on? He quickly scowled through Bethany's racks and rails. And when his eyes met the top shelf, he saw a box partially obscured. It's a toys. He pulled it down and opened it. He's... Oh, gone. It's an anal ring. (laughs) (laughs) He thought he had reached the jackpot. Butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can we place bets? I like the bets. Do it. I'm going to go bog stand just as a dildo. A nurse's uniform. Very good. Mm, So what's in the box? You stick him in butt plug. Um... (laughs) Children's clothes. Oh, that came up really fast. Yeah, don't lock her up. She's fine. (laughs) We can testify. He thought he had reached the jackpot. Being nervous about getting caught, he grabbed the first DVD on the pile. Shut the box, placed Bethany's stuff back to where it was and closed the doors, making sure everything looked the same and scurried back to his bedrooms. A penny coals in it. Scurried. Like on all fours. <laughs> the DVD in his bag. I bet the DVD has Nicole and oh, Alicia. Yeah. And Bethany and um, Rebecca probably know about Nicole. Good thinking memes. Or it's a home mm. video, maybe. Oh. No, they're boring. <laughs> Can I have mine back at some point? <laughs> he removed the panties from his pocket and read the title of the DVD. Rooster Doors 2, The Penis Flytrap. (laughs) Oh, that's an award-winning one. He popped in the DVD, readied himself, and pressed play. Oh, imagine seeing your own mum being fucked. (laughs) Oh, is he going to wake over his own mum? Ah, Rick! He is, isn't he? Oh, Oh, Rick! (laughs) The opening scene was the top of a forest canopy and the descent of a helicopter, of which two women clambered out. The scene cut to to the scantily clad females trekking through the jungle and reaching a pre-made camp where a chiselled man wearing a mostly unbuttoned khaki shirt and tight shorts was waiting for them. Did have two dicks? Anita Dick, it's been a long time. Anita Dick? Anita Dick. (laughs) I love that. Anita Dick. You look like you could do it with a rub down after that, Drek. So sorry about the accents. Is this Alicia? Said the male actor in an Australian accent. (laughs) I had to specify that was meant to be Australian. Well, who knew the day would come when Peter Hanglow would freely offer massages? (laughs) Peter Hanglow? Chuckled Anita. Love it. Maybe after Katerina and I get back from the waterhole. Cat, pass me those canisters, please. Ace, by the way, nice to probably meet you, Katrina. (laughs) It's Katarina, actually. <laughs> Katarina Rottengash. Nice. <laughs> oh, Rottengash. But oh. you can call me Kat. She said seductively, whilst Kat-gash. fixating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Jesus Christ. Her on Peter's sculpted chest. The scene then cut to the two females at the tranquil lake. To one end was a small waterfall. It's so humid, I might go for a dip, said Anita, as she proceeded to unbutton her shirt, which were barely containing her ample breasts. <laughs> was she smuggling almonds? Like watermelons. <laughs> oh my God, this is brilliant. She released the button fastening on her shorts bent over, showing her bare cheeks to Cat, and slid the shorts to the floor. She sauntered into the lake, and once she was treading water, she turned around to face Cat to beckon her in. Come in! (laughs) It's so refreshing! (laughs) She looked down. Oops! My nipples have gone hard! (laughs) (laughs) Is that meant to be an American accent? No, it was just a generic key. It sounded a bit, um... <laughs> it sounded like Monty Python. Um, yeah! Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's been a very normal... <laughs> He's actually a man dressed as a woman. <laughs> My nipples have gone hard! Let's go on, no way! Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> hang on, hang on, can we, can we stop? What mm. are the names again? Anita? Um, so you've got Anita Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Hanglow <laughs> and Katarina Rottengash. <laughs> they're pretty good names, yeah. I love the names, yeah, funny. Yeah. Good one. Well, they're good poor well, names. That's a good poor name. Oh, dear. What would your poor name be, Mimi? Mailing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mailing. Mailing. Oh. Mailing me. <laughs> Mailing you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of my name, but I couldn't. Was there anything at school that you did to make a poor Wasn't name? it like your your first pet's pet. name and the street you first lived down? Yeah. Which would make me Bugsy Worcester. <laughs> Bugsy Worcester. I'd be Mr. T Fairfield. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T? You called your cat Mr. Hamster. T? Oh, oh hamster. I had a hamster. Mine would be... Pepper Stammer. <laughs> That's quite cute. That's good. Pepper, 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 pepper Stammer. Oh. Cat stripped and entered the water. They frolicked, splashing each other. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, splashy, splashy, frolic, frolic. Summer loving happened so fast. <laughs> and swam off to a nearby rocky outcrop. Anita sat out of the water, whilst Cat was still partially in, but standing on a ledge with the majority of her body exposed. Let me warm... <laughs> Just trying to work out how that works. <laughs> One's completely out, the other's partially. got her legs in? Yeah, like her legs. I'm imagining, like, knee-deep. Okay, okay standing. maybe she's just floating on her watermelon breast. <laughs> <laughs> she Good buoyancy aid. Let me warm those nipples up for you, said Mrs. Rottengash. <laughs> Mrs. Miss, sorry. <laughs> Stumbled. So, they're in the jungle. Where are the crocodiles? In the water? In a river. This is a lake. Oh, they're in a lake. Okay. Yeah. There might be piranhas. Might be. Yeah. Let's might hope. be eating her gash. Oh, dear. <laughs> she proceeded to purse her luscious red lips over Anita's hard left nipple, starting with a gentle kiss before moving on to a teasing lick, which turned into a more forceful lip flick of the tongue. Mmm, sighed Anita. I bet that tongue could do wonders elsewhere, she alluded. Cat sank back down as Anita widened her legs, inviting her in. Her keen mouth, ready for exercise, wasted no time. Using the tip of her tongue, she traced the outline of her vertical smile. 
<laughs> I like ready for exercise. Lovely <laughs> phrase. She used to get a gym. Her saliva building up began to trickle down her fleshy grooves. <clears throat> so who's doing who? Uh, this is Cat on Anita. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slobbering over dick. her fleshy grooves. <laughs> dick on Dash. <laughs> she turns her attention and begins to focus on entertaining her flicky switch. <laughs> flicky switch! <laughs> was, I'm going to use that I like that one that was one of my words yeah I like that a flicky who switch who gave you that um, one of the girls from the office oh uh, well done that was mm. a good one they know a lot <laughs> whilst being pleasured Anita sighs and moans whilst licking her lips and massaging her own tits <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you could do like a you know man and man sex scene but yeah you could do Woman and woman. Very well. Mix up a bit. Cat continues with her oral exploration, allowing enough time for Anita to become wetter than a mermaid's flannel. <laughs> oh, flannel, I hate that word. Before tongue punching her flannel? crown. It's on my list of hatred wo- hated words. You actually have a list? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you carry it with you? No. And oh. at this point in time, I can only think of three. What are they? Moist. Moist flannel and blouse. Oh, blouse. Oh. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I can mm. see blouse. Moist is okay. I sometimes have an issue with pendant. So, <laughs> I don't like rhythm. Rhythm? Mm. Only because like I can't say my THs very oh. well. So if I really try and do my TH, it's hard to say rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to spit. Oh. <coughs> spit my own tongue. I think gusset is like... <clears throat> mm. Gusset. Like sodden gusset are two yeah. words that should never be put together. Sodden, yeah, that's not nice either. Gusset. And you see, feel like you need to enunciate the word gusset. Yeah. Mm. Sodden gusset. Mm. Like job. <clears throat> job. 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 Sounds ruder when you... It's a really hard B. Mm. Mm. Soggy marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> We're Sorry. on another detour again. <clears throat> Come on, let's hear about this lesbian um, action. In, uh, <laughs> giving enough time for Anita to become wetter than a mermaid's flannel before <laughs> tongue-punching her crumpet. Tongue-punching? Tongue her what? Her crumpet. Her crumpet. Oh. Mm. I'm never going to look like crumpet ever again in the same way. Ooh, crump- I don't like crumpets anyway. Oh, I love oh, crumpets. Oh, I love a crumpet. Oh, oh yeah. soaked in butter. And some cheese. Mm. Oh. Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> Marmite, yeah. I used to like them, and then someone showed me a video of a toad giving birth to... Baby toads through its back. Tap it had lots of holes in its back. Oh. Like a crumpet, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that makes me cringe. <clears throat> anyway. Can't look at a crumpet now. Um, what happens next, Rick? The scene cuts to the back of a new character. A brunette, barely dressed in loincloths, hacking her way through the jungle undergrowth with a large blade. She enters the base camp clearance and leans seductively against a tree in front <laughs> of Peter Hanglow. G'day. Can I help you? But it's Bethany. The brunette stays silent and approaches Peter. The camera angle only shows the savage from the rear. <gasps> she stops right in front of him, undoes his shorts and kneels, taking the full length of his bobby dangler into her mouth. <laughs> bobby dangler. Oh. It swiftly hardens and she repeats the task, widening her mouth, taking the tallywhacker right down her throat. <laughs> that sounds quite Australian. His eyes light up with ecstasy. Whoa! <laughs> Sheila's normally need a grapefruit to be able to deal with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Questions the Aussie, gasping for breath through elation. She emptied her mouth, looked up at him. <laughs> oh, that's not <laughs> <and> said, <laughs> 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 
They call me Rooster Jaws. As the camera reveals her face for the first time. Nicole. Mom! Screamed Tom as he left off the bed and rushed to switch <laughs> oh. off the TV. Tom oh, entered no. in. No! Oh. But which mum, though? Did he finish first? Uh, it's unspecified. It's Nicole. But does Tom actually know Nicole is his real mum? Obviously does. Tom entered into a trance-like state, trying to process and immediately forget what he had seen. Mum's a porn actress? He mused. He hadn't seen her for years. <laughs> he said it actually he said didn't. Like, um, yeah. like he was amused by her. <laughs> he hadn't seen her for years, but oh. recognised her face instantly. Wanking over your mum, ugh. He started googling Rooster Jaws and saw the extensive list of films she had starred in, according to her IMDb. <laughs> it's a lot. He continued searching and saw a recent gossip column. It read, Nicole Turner's past revealed in leaked police interview. He tried to click on the link, but the article had been removed. Mm-hmm. He continued to try and find the article using different hacks. Ah, hmm. oh, he's a hacker. He's one of them. In a marina side village called Rye Harbour on the south coast. <laughs> Rye Harbour. Rye Harbour is a real place. That's a real place. Yeah. Done, your, done your geography. Pacing up and down on a wooden, floored, open-planned living room, Magnus takes another swig from his whiskey glass. He pauses and stares blankly out of the bifold doors, which run for the entire length of the room, making the most of the beautiful harbour and marshland views. <laughs> but he takes in nothing. He is beside himself. Because he wanked over his mum. No, no, no it's Magnus. This is Magnus. Sorry? <clears throat> it's Magnus. This is Magnus now. We've gone, oh. we've gone to Rye Harbour. We, we've left Tom <laughs> hacking away <laughs> on the internet <laughs> to find a, a, a column. <laughs> An article, a newspaper article. Oh, fuck. Sorry, could you just... Do you want me to do that bit again? Yes, please. Maybe was in her own little world then. In she's, America- she's, thinking, she's thinking about <laughs> some uh, island lesbian porn <laughs> action. In a marina side village called Rye Harbour on the south coast, Pacing up and down on the wooden, floored, open-planned living room, Magnus takes another swig from his whiskey glass. He pauses and stares <laughs> blankly out the bifold doors which run for the entire length of the room, making the most of the beautiful harbour and marshland views, but he takes in nothing. He is beside himself. Cabin fever is beginning to kick in. He hasn't slept now for over 24 hours and is running on adrenaline. He was expecting a check-in from Natalia late last night, but he's heard nothing. Mm-hmm. He still can't believe how quickly everything has escalated mm. and how he has lost control of the situation. Dick. He, re- he refills his glass for the umpteenth time. How many is that? Oh, more than 11. <laughs> <laughs> what was meant to be a chance to give Nicole the one thing she was so desperate for, a chance to raise her son as their own and to rescue him from being brought up in a life of grime and give him and life Nicole... Life of grime or crime? Crime. Crime, okay. Crime. And to give him and Nicole the chance to raise him together has now ended up with the death of his brother and Faye, as far as he's aware. Why why didn't he just tell Nicole in the first place? They probably could have just legally adopted Tom. Should have just talked. Should have, yeah. Just the moral of this story, I think. Talk, guys. Definitely. Talk to your wives. Talk to your partners. His brother, he saw as collateral damage, but Faye's demise truly unsettled him. What had he become? He missed Nicole dreadfully. He was struggling to see a way out of this. Mm. It's a monster. Natalia was Magnus's last contact with the living world. 
Without her, he has no idea of what's going on. In fact, the more he thought about Natalia, the more he started to realise how she had taken the lead in all of the unplanned events which has ultimately gotten, gotten him to where he is now. Convincing himself that he's placed far too much trust in the Russian femme fatale, his imagination begins to run wild and he begins to concoct a conspiracy theory about what is really happening. It's just a pawn. When he thought back, he recalled several odd moments, like the strange encounter with the Russian man that gave him the business card of Natalia's agency, like the time he was knocked to the floor just outside Liverpool Street Station and his laptop was stolen. The more he thought of it... (laughs) The more, all the, time. the more he could have sworn he saw Natalia <laughs> in the distance. What a pigeon. Just <laughs> <laughs> like to say. Catch that pigeon. <laughs> the more he dwelled on these little moments, the more he was sure the abduction of Tom was a smokescreen for Natalia to involve herself in the business for some greater goal. <clears throat> in a mixture of his exhaustion, anxiety, frustration and haste, he decides to break his silence. What's he going to do? Talk to Nicole, I reckon. Inspector Blackthorne's going to tell all. I'll hang him out to dry. He's ruthless. In a mixture of his exhaustion, anxiety, frustration and haste, he decides to break his silence. He needs to send her something. He begins to fear for her. He needs to let Nicole know he's alive. Uh, I'm guessing from your pause, Rick, that that's the end of part one. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, excellent. Well done. Cool. What's going on there? What a chapter. That's so much in it. Great chapter. Very good chapter. Really good. Lovely. Lovely. Excellent. Bye, Laura. We all know Laura can't say bye. She's she's in the car. She's driving off. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought I'd say. Bye. Okay. It feels really empty, doesn't it? So close. Hang on. Let's just tell our listeners to get in touch with us in the usual ways. (laughs) We write sex.com. Is the website. Nice, <laughs> nice. We've not mentioned that before. Visit the website. You can also listen to the episodes from the website, I believe. You can, though we're a little behind. I'll try and update that. A little that behind. Before. Maybe just go into iTunes or Podbean. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Take that bean. Nice. Laura, how can people get in touch? Um, I think they can go on our Facebook page, We Write Sex. They can email wewritesex at gmail.com. Mm. And is there Instagram? That's a yes. 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 We write sex and Twitter, we write sex. We write sex. It is that simple. Get in touch. Say hi. Let us know what you think. Awesome. Right. Until next time. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. She did it. She said goodbye. Yay. Well done, Laura. Bye. Oh, God. That was like an MS advert. Thank you.